with a munchkin can ball. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DCU Penn's Finest, and Chris Coulter, CB Coulter Boy. We have another great episode for you guys today. Week 5 in the NFL just wrapped up. Week 6 is already going to be upon us. This is coming out on Wednesday, recording Tuesday night, as we always do. But basically, the NFL starts uh, tomorrow. So, you know, the the weeks are going by fast. But, of course, Week 5 is a banger we're going to talk about. Uh, all of our favorite games from week five, recap them. We're also going to preview week six. Um, uh, but before we get into any of that, summits and plummets always, always, always comes first. Um, and while Danny usually starts it, I have to I have to get these double summits off my chest. I just covered the upset of the year in college soccer. Unranked, one win, now two win. Temple University beat number 10 Syracuse 2-1. Let me tell you about this banger real quick. Hold up. Wait, wait. Temple scored. For, 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 for perspective, this is like the Browns 0-16 beating the Patriots undefeated. Well, well, let's put it like let's put it like uh like a good rebuilding t- like a rebuilding team that knows what they're doing. Freddie Kitchens Browns. So the magic. Yeah. The magic, right? So Temple is basically made up of like basically freshman sophomores. They're they're young, they're rebuilding. They go in to number 10 Syracuse at their crib, by the way, at their crib. And they score in the first half. So they go up 1-0 heading into the half. They come out. Syracuse Syracuse scores with like three minutes left in the game. And it's kind of like, damn. It's like, yeah, you get out of there with a tie, but you was like this close to the upset. And then, bam, under two minutes to go, Felix Ewald, who's been having a crazy last couple games, he sprinted up the field. Him and uh, the other uh, def- him and the defender, Roko, they play like a two-man game. They score with like 90 seconds left. And then they keep Syracuse at it, bro. Syracuse is the reigning champ. Like, bro, this game's crazy. Um, you said, is this the dagger? <laughs> yeah, basically. And it was the dagger. Um, yeah, it, it was the dagger. Um, now I had two summits, but I'll let somebody else go first before uh, before I get my second. Yeah, I have. I'm gonna start it off with the summit. So since our last episode, the Philadelphia Phillies closed out the Marlins and moved on to the divisional series. And if I would have been recording last week, I would have said, "Yo, the Phillies going to Atlanta. They gotta split the series." So I'm gonna take this as a W. A lot of people are thinking. Oh, like they, they blew the game. It's a win in my books. They went to Atlanta and won one or two. All you need to do, go back to the bank. You don't lose at home. That's my summit. Plummet of the week. It's got to be the Minnesota Vikings. You were close against the Chiefs. Now Jettas goes on IR. Kirk Cousins does not look like he's going to be a Viking next year. He's probably going to get traded at the deadline. Maybe the Jets. Maybe you never know. And Damn, the Vikings look like they're going to implode very, very soon. 
Kayla Williams, you are a Minnesota Viking. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not a mess over in Minnesota. I wouldn't say that. Like they still have all their picks and stuff, but I'm not saying it's a dumpster fire. I'm just saying on the field, the the performance is not what was expected. Mm -hmm. I didn't really see the Vikings competing to win this division. I thought it was between the Packers and the Lions the whole time. But damn, I didn't think the Vikings were this bad. Especially yeah, they look that. they look they look good against the Eagles. They looked okay. Everybody looks good against the Eagles as it as it seems to be. But uh Chris, summit, plummet. Uh well my summit is Aces one. <laughs> oh, I just love watching good basketball, you know. Um, and then, well, that's part of my summit. I had a half summit. Other half summit is NBA basketball is back to an extent. Preseason basketball. Uh, I'm I'm sorry to report everybody, but Facundo Campazzo clears Luca. I fear Real Madrid over, oh, yeah, Ma- over yeah. Mavericks today. Sorry, um, but yeah, just it was cool to see some basketball. Um, WBA and seeing preseason uh, it was really cool. So, uh, yeah, that was my summit. Yo, you hear LeBron's nickname for Puka? Puka Doncic. Oh, that's kind of cool. I, I hadn't heard that, but that is pretty good. Oh, I, I guess I get my plummet since since I think it my, my plummet. Uh I'm sad the Ravens game got canceled. Uh week five. They didn't play. Uh it was so crazy that I was looking forward to a game. Just didn't even see one. The TV went out or power went out, something like that. So that was that was sad. Uh yeah. No, but my real plummet is the fact that uh the Ravens went back to old, their old ways in that game, and that was kind of sad to me just to see. Like, it looked like a, a sputtering offense throwing those BS routes again. It, it was back to the old same stuff. So I was a little sad about that. So that's my that's my point. What do you mean throwing the BS routes? Lamar looked fine. The receivers no. looked like they, they were like some McDonald's workers, dude. Like That jump ball was off, atrocious. They, they might have been better with Jalen Rager out on the field. And I stand by my statement. We should have went after D Hop harder and not OBJ, but we we, we move. OBJ is just for the aesthetics. Literally, he's for the the on field drip. He's Lamar's friend. That's why. Besties <laughs> for the resties. Thanks a lot, Lamar. But uh, Danny, did you did you give uh, a plummet? Yeah, plummet was the Vikings. The summit was oh yeah. The oh, so Dude, I have to I'll give double down. This man will carry us to victory tomorrow night. Hope so. But um my guess I'll say summit. Um <clears throat> the Eagles and Niners are so on wavelength to make it to the uh NFC championship game, it's unreal. Um I'm gonna be honest. Um like it's a it's a summit like from an Eagles fan standpoint, but I guess plummet from like an analysis standpoint. Why do I why do I just allow myself to keep looking at the Cowboys, looking at this roster on paper? The roster on paper makes sense. It makes it's sense. So good it's, on paper. It's, it's better. It it's this roster is arguably better than everybody else in the league. And they're just never, they're never it, man. They are never it. 
Um, but I guess number actually, four. I don't know. I can uh, lead us into the start of our week five recap. Danny said he had a a request to talk about the Cowboys because I want to talk about Brock. But if you want to talk about the Cowboys, then yeah. So the request was. Talk about the 49ers beating down Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, it might be soon the days are numbered in Dallas. That's what I'll say. This dude looks like a dude who kind of relied on Kellen Moore to kind of call the shots. And Mike McCarthy, I don't think you have the play-calling prowess to be able to bounce back and become beneficial to the Cowboys in this day and age. He's going to be on the hot seat very soon when the Cowboys have to go through this stretch where they play the Eagles, they play a couple teams in the NFC West, they play a couple teams that are going to give them a run for their money, and they're going to lose. The Cowboys are not going to be able to beat these teams when they have Dak Prescott and they have players that are just underperforming. The Tony Pollard of old when they was one-two punch with Zeke, yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He's not there anymore. He that line is that insane. In- since that injury I'll to him, he and he's not look, the same, and he's not the same, but yeah, he since the injury to his ankle, he looks different, and I feel bad because I really, really liked him coming out of Memphis. And this Cowboys team, they they picked up Brandon Cooks to be their savior. What thirty one year old Brandon Cooks? I don't like it. I don't know. He might be 28, 29. I don't know what he is, but nonetheless, this team is going to go down, and I see him spiraling out of control. Remember everyone a couple weeks ago, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. We beat the they beat the uh, the Patriots 38 to 3. What about now? How do you respond? How will you act? Um yeah, I mean you basically put all my words into uh you know into real action. Chris, did you have anything to say about the Cowboys and the Niners before I get on this um Brock Purdy? I want to give my uh, Stephen A. Smith laugh. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I, I actually, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Dak because, I mean, I, I'm a big Dak hater too, for sure. I, I am. But I think it's the offense as well. I, he just looks like a game manager. He's just like a backup quarterback. This, he looks like Bingo. a guy that you don't want him to make certain throws. And it's like, he's your guy. Like, and so it's just weird to see how the offense flows. I think Tony Pollard not running the ball as effective is hurting them. As well, uh, a lot concerned him a lot, but I don't know for Dak. Even still, like it was some third downs, like third and seven, he throws like a, a four yard out. I'm like, like, this is what you do. You have a backup quarterback in. Like this is your guy. Like why are you run these type of play? I just I don't know. And then the the weird part was hearing Jerry Jones when the reporter asked, he thinks you get C D Lamb involved more. He, he kind of said no, but he kind of like backed it up. We need to get everybody involved more. But it's like, I mean, I know it's contract time, but if, if he's your best wide out, like everybody thinks he is, and we think he is, we should probably try to give the ball more i don't know so it was just it was just awkward um it was cool to see the 49ers dominate because i mean cowboys no matter how what i'm saying about them right now they're, they're a solid team regardless even if they don't get expectations um that we think they will but the, the 49ers just dominated and Brock parties looked a1 i all the things i said last year i'm coming to say i was wrong i thought he was very mid <laughs> i thought he was a game manager I was wrong. I mean, he still manages the game, but he does it in an effective way. Like, he's not just out there hoping for Debo and McCaffrey and Kittle to save him. He's actually making plays and making throws down the field. So, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about it. Yeah. So, yeah, yo, I basically agree with everything you had to say uh, and what Danny had to say, uh, especially about the Cowboys and the Niners. One thing I will say about the Cowboys, um, 
because you know Danny kind of carried all that. I I dare Jerry Jones to not pay C.D. Lamb. I I dare him because uh, if he does not, um, they'll be a bad team because Michael Gallup will be your wide receiver one, and you'll be a bad football team. So um, when you are asked, do you need to get C.D. Lamb the ball more? Your answer should be yes, and that. It's not a bad thing. Like that's answering yes was probably the better answer. I know he tried to take the, the the highway. Like oh, everybody needs to get the ball more. No, not everyone needs to get the ball more. Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks don't need to get the ball more. No, just keep feeding C.D. Lamb. It's it's a it's a good recipe. But um, about Brock Purdy, yeah, last year, even like up until training camp this year, I was just big on like, well, anybody can play back there and um. You know, I was like, he doesn't, he doesn't put the ball in harm's way, but he's not taking the top off of a defense, and that's where I've kind of shifted. I think I've shifted from that standpoint because Brock Purdy is not only like a top five MVP candidate right now; it is clear as day that he's the best quarterback the Niners have had since Kaepernick. Yeah. And all the offensive weapons are better than that team. The defense is better than that team. This is just the best iteration of the 49ers that I can remember probably since the 1994 team where Dion won Defensive Player of the Year. Steve Young got his first um, Super Bowl MVP. Well, his first and only, but, you know, got the monkey off his back. Uh, and, you know, Jerry Rice was there. So – what Brock is doing now is he's making plays out of structure. Um, his pocket presence is like night and day from last year, in my opinion. And on top of all this, Brandon Ayuk has become the wide receiver one of this team. Um, like he's always he had a better skill open. set. He's always had the better Debo, re- yes. receiver skill set. Mm-hmm. He just not like the Debo after the catch. Yeah, uh, but one thing I will say that I think Ayuk, and this goes into the skill set, Ayuk is always open. And now, but I mean by open is that like he's a really good zone-beating wide receiver, and he's a good man-beater wide receiver. But he can find a spot between a safety and a linebacker, and where Brock's game has elevated, his touch on these throws in between linebackers and safeties or corner and safeties, Night and day from last year. This kid looks yeah. so much better. Um, and I feel this for the longest time. As an Eagles fan, I should be defending this kid because my quarterback goes through the same stuff. Uh, my quarterback always has to go against the, oh, it's the team allegations. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, Brock's earned my respect. Um, I don't know if y'all wanted to move on to a different game other than uh, Cowboys-Niners. A little side segment. I'm going to call it a game myself. If C.D. Lamb were to leave the Dallas Cowboys, what are your top three landing segments, top three landing spots for C.D. Lamb? I think it's going to be a good TikTok segment for us. I'm not going to lie. Top three landing spots for C.D. Lamb. I'll go first. I would love for him to team up with Kyler Murray when Kyler gets out and the Cardinals get the number one overall pick to Caleb Williams. C.D. and Kyler linking back up like college. Good luck. Where you said a landing spot, not a landing person, just d- teaming up. I think a team 
any team that wants Kyler, dude. Dude, okay. So so now the game is give me three landing spots for Kyler. I like Someone the Atlanta gonna, Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, they're going to take on the short, injury-prone, slightly overpaid quarterback. Might as well. I mean, the rest of the team's cheap, so it's not to a be bad honest, spot. But, uh, yeah, they can't they're, afford – they're not going to be able to afford CD and trading for Kyler. I think and the Cardinals have to – the Cardinals would certainly have to eat some of Kyler's contract. I think the Cardinals are honestly better off keeping Kyler Murray. So I, I agree with you. And, and they're probably going to, going to do that if I had to guess because they're not going to get the first pick. And Drake May is certainly not better than Kyler Murray, in my opinion. So, heck no. I don't think Drake May is that good hot take, and it might be hot. I don't, I don't know. He doesn't really like like jump off the screen to me when I watch him. I've watched him all this year because I, I feel like I missed him last year. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm missing this so far. Could be. I mean, North Carolina has been playing like over dominantly like to their competition. But I will say, I think Drake May is closer to Caleb than he is to whoever quarterback three is, whether that be Bo Nix or Spencer Pinks. Rattler or Shador, if he's entering. Shaduki. Or if he's entering this. Um, but, yeah, but Danny, since you did ask uh, for three landing spots for CD Lamb, if you were to leave Dallas, um, one would be Baltimore. Uh, they need an evident as day wide receiver one. It's it's hilariously bad. We'll even um, take a spare wide receiver two if you got him. If you got a spare one, we'll take him. See what he can do. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So Ravens would be a spot that I think um, CD would uh, would fit nicely. They they need a wide receiver one. Um, another place would, I mean, maybe not the like the hottest market, but. Um, New England needs a wide receiver one bad, and they might actually go have Caleb. So Caleb and CD, uh, that would be a good start. Um, and lastly, I don't think they have the money, but like Bryce Young could really use a guy like this. I was thinking CD that. Lamb to North Carolina. But unfortunately, they paid Adam Thielen, so don't know where the money's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have my three too. So I, well, Baltimore was one of them, so I'll, I'll take that one off. Um, I have Chicago as one because if they do do well, with, I mean, if they're going to get two top picks because they stink, if they can rebuild and, and maybe add CD Lamb as a real wide receiver, not real wide receiver one, I think DJ Moore's wide receiver one too, but I would like CD over there as well to give um, Justin more weapons. Um, Kansas City, which I know they won't be able to pay him, but I think that'd be perfect because I think Pat Mahomes, CD Lamb, and Travis Kelsey, GG's. Um, that and then this last one. Might be a little out of water, but Prince that was promised. CD Lamb. I know Calvin Ridley's cool. I do. I, I like Calvin Ridley too. CD Lamb, Prince that was promised. IDK. Sounds like cool. You know, Calvin Ridley is a free agent at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, there it is. Makes even more sense then. You're dreaming up nightmare scenarios over in the AFC. Dude, I would, I would not want to see these teams. These teams would be pure hell. Well, you know what a real yeah. nightmare is? Turn on your TV and watching TJ Watt getting blocked by one guy. That's a nightmare. <laughs> That's actually a nightmare. I, I'm actually thinking about it right now. <laughs> a nightmare. The Niners did that with Hassan Reddick. We saw what happened to their quarterback. Literally. 
Yeah. Uh, Brock got sent out and suffered his only loss as a starter. He didn't even get to finish the game. Um, Christian but, McCaffrey quarterback. Yeah. They should have threw the ball. Um, another game I, I want to talk about, actually, I actually want to talk about the Eagles game. Um, not only – so the offense was fine for the most part. Uh, Jalen threw a red zone interception. It was pretty bad. But otherwise, I thought he played really well. But the Eagles don't have a slot corner problem. They have an overall corner problem. Um, but besides that, it's more about what Desai is calling. It will be a third and two situation, and he will have Slam Bradbury playing eight yards off, which is weird. And then it will be third and ten. And he has him playing press, which, again, makes no sense. He's calling everything backwards. I mean, everything he's doing with the defensive line, it's phenomenal in my opinion. I, I like what they're doing with that. But what he's cooking up with the secondary just doesn't quite quite make sense to me. Um, and he's lucky that the offense kind of just held the ball for the entire second half and didn't really give Cup and Puka and Stafford a chance to get back into the game Uh but credit the, the Eagles' offensive line. Uh, Aaron Donald was a non-factor in this game entirely. Uh, that's big thanks to, you know, Kelsey Dickerson and um, Opeta. I think he started in place of uh, Cam Jurgens. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on Eagles' game. Offense was awesome. Uh, Goddard had a big game and whatnot. So, yeah. I'm with you on that. I liked it. I, I, I think – I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to judge the Eagles just off the strength of just how good that defensive line is. Like, the Philadelphia Bulldogs are insane. And, like, even when the even when the offense isn't playing great or even, even with the corner issue, because trust me, I know about corner issues. I know. Your defensive line on the Eagles makes up for it. So, I think even still we having that problem, you still have a chance, you know, on the outside. Like, I think the – like, for example, the Ravens line is solid. But not solid enough to make up for whatever they're doing out there on in in cornerback land on the Ravens. So I feel that too. But I, I did respect I, it, Temple it, legend Rocky Sin right now. He's the only one who actually knows who he's guarding. I think when they're in man coverage, I think he might be on him and Roquan and Cal Hampton's out there doing something. I don't know what, but something doing something up. You know what? You know why Marlin got cooked. This weekend, it's because he decided to wear that high sock and then long jersey. That's so bro. he looked, he looked fresh. <laughs> he looked like fresh out of the seventies, bro. He yeah, that was horrible. I hate, I hate when he does that, dude. And and he's playing on half a hamstring. I feel like or half a, uh, I forgot what half a foot, but that was bad. And I, I, I agree. I blame it all on the off on the on field drip. To be honest with you, um, but yeah, I think. Uh, oh, do we? Oh, can I bring up a game I want to talk about? Yeah, bro, go ahead. It's all you. Well, yeah. More about – well, Danny, I know you're going to be involved in this somehow. But I want to talk Ravens-Steelers. Like, outside of all the the initial reaction, I don't know. It's, it's only so much I can take watching, like, primetime sports talk because it just shows that they don't watch the games. Like, I watched sports analysts say that Lamar had to be better. Now I'm with you. That red zone pass to Odell Beckham, if it was 2016, maybe – but today, I mean, two and twenty-three. Of course not. That was horrible. But outside of that, bro, you can't. He can't throw it and go catch it himself. So I feel like at the same time, we're still dealing with the same issues. OBJ's fake hurt again after just coming back. 
I'm always nervous about Bateman and Bateman dropped the touchdown. I mean, Zay's a rookie. He's going to have some mistakes, but he dropped some big passes too. So I think it was just a very winnable game. Even still, if Lamar wouldn't have turned over at the end, I mean, it was pretty much over, but still had a chance to, to come down and, and make something happen. So I think that that really bothered me. And I hate the – this is one thing I hate about Harbaugh and Lamar. They agree on going for these fourth downs so much, and they're, and they're wrong so much. You have the best kicker in the NFL, maybe NFL history. I could be dragging some of a fan, but maybe NFL history, and you don't go out there and get three points when you can. It's not like you have the Dolphins offense and you throw it down through Tyreek Hill. Like sometimes we struggle to get points to the team. So I, I hate those decisions, and I hate that they happen so often, dude. Like they always do that, and it always seems to come back and hurt. So that was that, – I think that was good for, for the Ravens to have. And then on the Steelers side, I mean, same thing I've been saying every time. T.J. Watts, unreal person. When he plays the Ravens, he's even more unreal. And he just proved that. He literally shut the game down <laughs> at the end. Sack, fumble, everything, doing everything. Him and uh, – and Smitty. What, uh, yeah, Highsmith. Those two. They were literally – Alex Highsmith. Is that literally, yeah. Yeah, Alex. I was yeah. going to get him mixed up with Haywood Highsmith from the – His entire his entire name is Highsmith. We, we, don't, we don't run that Smitty stuff around here. Yeah, we HS. We're talking about HS, Danny. Not, not on my rant. No, but yeah. The, the steel defense is really good. Pickens to picket. I mean, picket to pickens. Danny, a wise man on the show once said that something about Kenny Pickett's quarterback rating when passing to George Pickens. And I saw it right before my eyes on Sunday. So, yeah, shout out to Steelers for a good win. I hope that taught Harbaugh and, and uh, Lamar Jackson to take three points. I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, they could have used it. My biggest takeaway from this game, simply this. Zay Flowers is always open. He needs to work on his hands and concentration. That man will be an elite player in this league for years to come because his separation ability is so great. That little munchkin can ball. Why do you call him a little munchkin? Because that's isn't what, what uh, Peterson, Peterson said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. I got something for that little munchkin. And then Patrick Queen did all this. Oh, yeah, well, if I'm not on this outline, it looks like a raven. I mean, Patrick Queen played okay, but if you don't go out there and say that, make make somebody fumble. Do something. Do something. Yeah, and I think that's what the game came down to. The Steelers mm. didn't turn the ball over. The Ravens did. Yep. And that's why the Steelers won. Yep. I think the Ravens defense played pretty good. Steelers defense played a little bit better. But like you said, just turnovers. You got to take care of the freaking ball. You just have to. When Joey Porter Jr. sunned Odell in the end zone and said, take yeah. care of your family, buddy. Yeah, that's – that's that's actually crazy. I, I retweeted it. I was about to hopefully <laughs> and say maybe so. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, someone get the podcast equipment out, buddy. Someone's son telling you to go be a father to your son. Jeez, it's rough Come out on, here, man. It's rough that's, out here. That's brutal. But no, nah, he's right though. <laughs> it, he's is right. It's over. This may be his last dance, dude. I don't understand. But he, it, it's, just, it's just sad to see him be a shell of himself now, like from what we've seen in New York and stuff like that. Even in L.A. before he, before he got hurt in the Super Bowl, he would look, look really good. Now it's just crazy. It dude, like... he looked crazy in camp. No, no. yeah, he You know what it is, Danny? It's the videographer he has. He tricks you. That dude got the best cuts and best uh, motion cap. He doesn't use cap cut. That dude got something different because he tricked me every time. I'm like, ooh, OBJ looks great. I'll go out there. He, he, can't that, uh, me. he got Key Vandaway. That's like our uh, our high school football dude in the county. He do the craziest tapes. But I'm convinced if you ever get your game done by him, you're going to have a bad game. 
like 100%. But he he do his thing though. He he do his thing. Um we can move on to previewing week 6, which is you know, majority like like the bulk of every episode which is us talking about the next week. So week 6 in the NFL Danny Thursday yeah, night football. It's a must. Let's talk about it. Chiefs Broncos. As you know, if you watch the NFL the last three years, the Chiefs have had a chokehold on the Denver Broncos, and I don't think this is changing last anytime eight years. soon. Last eight years, they haven't lost to them in eight years. There you go. Sixteen straight games they have beat them. This is not a rivalry anymore. This is a straight up. I'm gonna sun, sun you, and I'm gonna take advantage of you for. Two and a half, three hours on a Thursday night. The Chiefs are going to come into, is it Arrowhead or is it away? It's at Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, good luck, Broncos. Sean Payton, you're probably going to be in the hot seat soon. Yeah, I agree. This uh, uh, Of all the games for the Broncos to have a get-right game, it was against the Jets. They didn't do it. Um, And the Chiefs are, they're certainly not a get-right game. I'll tell you that. Um, and I can't blame Russ, dude. I can't blame Russ. He's playing good. Yeah, and th- that was the thing last year was like, oh, well, if Russ scored this amount of points, the, then the defense had it locked down. Well, now you look at it this year, all these injuries going on or whatever, and ba- basically what I'm building off, you said Russ can play good and this team can be bad. Like, Russ – being fixed was not the end all be all of these teams' problems. Um, Russ so yeah, has 1200 yards, 11 touchdowns, and two interceptions. You know, whose stats are very similar to that that people are praising Brock Purdy. Russell Wilson needs his respect because he's doing his best to lead this team. This team's just not built to win. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm taking Chiefs by uh, 10. 10 plus. Yeah, they're, they're lines 10 and a half. But I'll, I'll just pick the over. Chiefs by over 10 and a half. But that's not going to be part of the parlay. Just figured I would add it. Chris, any words on the Thursday night? Or you just want to pick a different game to talk about? Uh, I mean, for Thursday, I don't know. Uh, I think what Danny said was really similar to how I was feeling. I, Russell's been playing solid. I can't even blame it on him. I, I just – I don't know what's going on over there. But I, I don't want to see Sean Payton do well because he was doing a lot of hating on uh, Nathaniel Hackett for him to have a really a really stink fest of a team right now. So he does he deserves nothing good. And watching what uh, – just just watching just watching the meltdowns that the Broncos have, I don't know. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett – I mean, maybe not – maybe Sean Payton can – supposed to be the person to help that. I don't know. It's a lot of late-game stuff too if you look. Like it's a couple late-game uh, – like mess ups and stuff like that, that has caused them to lose. And I mean, a lot of that comes from coach. I mean, of course the players got to do what they got to do, but I mean, coaches got to do what they got to do too. So I don't know. I, I, I look forward to the Chiefs winning by double digits. Uh, I think they'll win by two touchdowns for sure. Um, and then I like, I like, this is so random. But I like watching Isaiah Pacheco run the ball. I look like he's always like angry. His knees to his chest, like he has the perfect run, like run build, and that dude runs through people like he's made of concrete or something. So that'll be cool to watch him run through what's left of the Broncos defense. Yeah, I mean, what's there to say that hasn't been said? I mean, Broncos are just they're bad. And we used to be, 
<laughs> and I don't even feel bad for him because I don't like Sean Payton. But a game that I'm looking forward to this week of throughout all the potential stink fest and and whatnot. Um, a game that I think has the potential to be very good um, is the Monday night game, Cowboys-Chargers. Now, this is just two teams who, when you need an absolute banger out of them, they're, they won't be there. They're not showing up no matter what, and it's a large part due to coaching. Um, but for this game, um, I the, the Chargers are going to be well-rested. The Cowboys are obviously coming off an embarrassing loss, like one of the most embarrassing Cowboys losses I can remember, at least regular season-wise. What I pre- what I predict for this game, though, I mean, Chargers are home, but Dallas is favored. I do expect that. I I do expect the Chargers to win this game. I think a well-rested Herbert. Um, yeah, they don't have Mike Williams, which is very very unfortunate. But um, they have a they have his clone though. Yeah, I mean, maybe this could be a breakout game for uh, Quentin Johnston, but I'm more – I look forward to them taking advantage of the under stuff, which they've been doing all year with Keenan Allen. Um, Joey Bosa is going to be back. I believe Darwin James is going to be back. Austin Eckler is going to be back, so that run game is going to be back. Um, this isn't like – they're not coming off a loss, so it's not like a get-right week, but this is a, a get-hot week. Like, I think – Chargers can win this game against a very competitive team in the Cowboys and and build off of it, basically. Yeah. Chris, any thoughts uh, before we move to your next game, your game of the week? Oh, yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, Tone just said it perfect. I, I think this is going to be a, a really lit game, though. I think it, it means a lot for your team, I mean, as much as it can mean this early in the season. Um, like I said, I think the Cowboys like want to bounce back, and I think the Chargers haven't really got all the way on track. They showed some good flashes and have like a, a real stinker, so I think it's a, a big game for both of them, so I'm looking forward, forward to them for sure. Yeah, Tone, I agree with your sentiment there. Uh, but, Chris, without further ado, I'll let you take your pick. I have one more game to talk about. Oh, um... Honestly, the one I'm looking forward to, uh, it, it might be similar to you guys, uh, the Seahawks and Bengals. Um, I want to see that game really bad because, like, as you guys can tell from my football analysis, I like seeing playmakers on the field. And, I mean, if you want to see playmakers, you got Chase, Boyd, Higg, <laughs> you got JSN, Metcalf, Lockie. You got so many playmakers on the field. I just, I just want to see yeah, right. Kind of Walker. I didn't even say Walker. It's, it's, it's all type of ballers on the on the field. So I just want to see just a, 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 an explosive offensive game, honestly, because I think both teams are capable. So I'm looking forward to that game because I mean, a lot of these games have been close, but I want it's like a close shootout. You know, like a 35 to 37. 30, I mean, 35 38 type of game, something like that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that game, kind of being as close to that as it possibly can be. Yeah, I think the Bengals have a chance to get back on track here. I know I've been talking a lot of Bengals hate recently. Uh, and I, I think the Bengals got back on track against the Cardinals, but I still think my NFC championship prediction of the Seahawks, Seahawks after a bye week, get on a roll and beat the Bengals and put them down in the dirt at two and four after a shootout like Chris was expecting. I will say with the Bengals, the fact that they won against the Cardinals and then the fashion that they did it, they could afford a loss to Seattle, but I think because they're home, I am going to go with the Bengals. I thought Joe Burrow looked way better in the pocket. He 
could maneuver a lot more how he wanted to. Um, and Jamar Chase has let it be known he's open. And Always. I mean, Always. this is obviously going to be uh, Witherspoon's biggest matchup. He's going to be playing one of the five or six best receivers in the NFL coming off what might be the best wide receiver performance of the year. I mean, almost 200 yards, three touchdowns. Maybe I think DJ Moore might have that. I'll say DJ Moore into the Nonetheless. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Yeah, one I think, thing. Yeah. Tariq Woolen on T, T. Higgins, he's going to lock him down. Tariq Woolen is not moving me as a lockdown guy. Um, no, no, no. But on T. Higgins, big body versus big body. I like Tariq better. Oh, uh, if it's big body versus big body, I'm going receiver ten thousand percent of the time. You know me. Uh, but yeah, I think the Bengals will win. They'll be at three and three, and honestly, they they're right back in the race to win the North. Um, the Ravens just aren't playing up to the standards that I thought they'd be at this moment. So I mean, anything's possible. Yeah. Yeah. The North is a whole open book right now. The Steelers have still have to prove that they are a legitimate offense. They, which they aren't, uh, not this, with Matt Canada. Prove, prove you are helm. a mediocre offense, at least. <laughs> prove, prove that you are one of the offenses of all time. Prove, have actual proof you're an NFL offense. Yep, literally. Because right now, they're like a high school offense, at least coordinator-wise. Um, it's pretty bad. I had my game of the week that I really want to talk about. And I think it's going to be the biggest upset that none of you guys are expecting. I think the Cleveland Browns will beat the San Francisco 49ers. And you got to hear me out because I don't think many people want to hear this. <laughs> the Niners are coming off probably their best performance of the year beating the Cowboys. But the one thing that the Niners haven't played this year is a phenomenal D-line. And I think the Browns have a top 10 defense in the NFL Jim Schwartz has done magic and wonders with this defense. If Deshaun Watson can just do anything, man, he gets to put up 15 points, I think. If he puts up 15 points, it might win them the game. Uh, you don't have to do much when when the Browns' defense is the way they are. I think they can lock down the Niners' offense, and they're going to make Purdy lose his first game. Um, if So Watson is still questionable with a right shoulder. Um, that kind of wouldn't sway my decision anyway. Um, I just think, I think, <laughs> oh, excuse me. I think the Niners offense, while may get slowed down by the Browns defense, will be able to like generate more, like move the wheels more than like the Browns offense against the Niners defense because the Niners defense is the Niners defense is up there with the Browns defense, if not better than. The Niners' offense is leaps and bounds better than the Browns' offense. So I agree. Um, yeah, but if if Watson isn't ready to go, then Temple Legend PJ Walker is going to play. And what's the wrong TTR? That, uh, he stinks. That's what happened. Um, so oh. they're going to lean towards uh, Temple Legend PJ Walker. And if that happens, I might have to change my pick. But uh, <laughs> as of right now, I'm going with the Niners in that one. But PJ Walker's playing. We're going for the Browns. The Browns are only unlikable because of Watson, I promise. But if P.J. Walker's that quarterback, I'll be there. Dude, the Browns' defense is a legit threat in the NFL. Oh, uh, yeah. It's one of, if not the best defense in the NFL. Their offense probably could not score on Chester High right now. <laughs> they stink. Hmm. Um, 
Chris, the Steelers. Do you have any more the, games? The, the worst game. Uh, worst offense really highly. Uh, there's a lot of stinker games this week. It's like. So you want to talk about Patriots Raiders? Or? You want to talk about. Oh, Bills, my God. Giants, that's so gross. Bills Giants. Texas Saints. Texas Saints. Lions. Are you joking? You think I'm watching Derek Carr? No. Please. You know, Panthers Dolphins. Yo, one, Panthers one Dolphins is so gross. One game that's intriguing is Commanders Falcons. Falcons coming off a, a last minute win against the Texans, and the, the Commanders have dropped to the arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL, and the Bears. Just just put the camera on my player lock and put it on B. John Robinson. And let the game go. I'll watch it. B. John. <laughs> Dude, when I tell you this, Bijan versus Sam Howe. Just let them two ball. Sam Howe? <laughs> Dude, Sam Howe, I believe there's some crazy stuff on thir- last Thursday. I believe he dropped back uh, like 58 straight pass attempts. He stinks. Bobby's a bro. Why is enemy cooking up 58 straight pass attempts for Sam Howe? <laughs> Because they can't run the ball, and it's hard. You got when you play from behind, you can't run the ball. So, um, Brian Robinson and Terry McLaurin sold that Thursday night parlay for me. I'm afraid if you Bro, he wasn't even on the field, dude. Like sometimes Terry McLaurin was out of packages at the end of the game. It was unreal to watch them trot receivers out there, not named Terry McLaurin. Oh my goodness, that was unreal. If you yeah. if you can't run the ball series, against the Chicago Bears. You're so unserious, dude. Their D line it consists of people that you probably never heard of. Us three. Nah, they they turned the season around. Trust, but um, <laughs> see, it feels like they did because they had two straight good offensive games, but they ended up losing that Denver game. So now you're still sitting at one and four when you should be two and three, and like somewhat chance to make a wild card. But um, one more game I want to talk about before we get into hots and locks, and then. Summit savings um, was is Ravens Titans because while the Ravens we have clear expectations for what we want the Ravens to be AFC North champs Super Bowl contenders all this type of things and they're not showing it consistently on a week to week basis the Titans however we have zero expectations for we have no clue what we're supposed to get out of Titans one week they're destroying the Bengals other week they're getting destroyed by the Browns. And then next week they're losing to the Colts and we have no clue what they're supposed to be. So I'm excited to see this game because Derrick Henry is, uh, you know, largely known as uh, the Ravens father. And he made Earl Thomas a fullback one time. Um, But unreal, unreal, by the way, that was unreal. So basically we're just looking at two wildly inconsistent teams, but I think this will be kind of the game to judge expectations for the rest of the season. The Ravens can pull out a win. If their offense can look good, maybe like a 30 ball, then we're like, okay, then the Ravens are going to be okay. You know, this is just growing pains. But if Titans win, then it's kind of like, okay, Ravens are a little unserious. And the Titans are maybe still looking to be competitive. Who knows? Uh, So that's just a game I found very, very interesting for this weekend. And – that is our London game as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Dare I say, dare I say, this is what I call a rivalry game. Remember the playoffs when they were stomping on the logo a couple years back? 
before the game. And then the Ravens got their get back next year. Certainly. Did. It is a rivalry. This is, this is more of a rivalry than like Eagles Giants. <laughs> yeah. Eagles Giants is the Giants just come to Lincoln Financial and get their ass kicked every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last yeah. time the Giants, so in like the last decade or so, or like seven years, whatever it is, the Giants like only win against the Eagles is two years ago. Jalen threw three interceptions. And despite all that, Jalen Rager dropped two straight touchdowns. They literally yeah, could have won. But yeah, I, I think it's going to, I don't think the Titans are a good football team. So if the Ravens lose, I'm going to be really, really worried. I don't, I don't think the Titans are good. They, I don't, quarterback play isn't great to me. Derrick Henry hasn't been who he has been. I mean, to Derrick Henry standards, of course. Um, I don't believe in the receiving core at all. At all. I do like the Titans defense a little bit. I do. So I like to see the Ravens offense. Um, no, move move on them. I think the Titans have some athletes on that side of the ball, so it would be nice to see the Ravens offense kind of kicking the gear. But, yeah, I think the Ravens should win this game, put up 30. I think I think we, can see a, we see a defensive touchdown from the Ravens this week, this weekend. I mean, this yeah, this, this, this upcoming game. I think a defensive touchdown is had because I think the defense has been playing so well, not giving up many points or yards. I think that turnover touchdown is coming. So looking forward to that. I like that. Well, we can move on to the hots and locks of the week. I think um, it only makes sense for me to kick it off. I already gave my hot take of the week that the Browns beat the 49ers. And I, I'm going to in on it already, but I think the, the Browns are the team that's kind of built to go pound for pound with the Niners outside of the Eagles. Uh, if, the, if the Browns offense can be what it – is capable of the defense is already what it is capable of. They might need a couple help with some defensive touchdown, a defensive touchdown by Ward or Garrett or Clowney. I'm not Clowney, yeah, it's, this is Darius Smith. It could be, it could, it could happen. And my lock of the week will go in a convincing fashion. The Lions over the Buccaneers. Seems pretty legit. That's like the most deceiving, like it looks good, like like three and one versus four and one. Oh, it looks awesome. No. <laughs> it doesn't. Um oh, I just wanted to say real quick before we move on to Chris. Um for hots and locks, Chris's hot take was wrong, but his lock was right. Danny went two for two. He had Bears and then locked the Bengals. May I say uh, back to back two for two weeks? Uh, and then I had an outrageous stat line for Zach Wilson. Just know that didn't happen. Uh, but the <laughs> Dolphins did beat the Giants because that's the easiest lock known to man. Now, sorry. Back to Chris and back to week six, hots and locks. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on what you just said for my lock because the Giants are playing football this week and they are a team in NFL. So I'm going to pick the Bills over the Giants. That's my lock. Um, my hot take is that the Chargers will beat the Cowboys by two touchdowns plus. Ooh, yeah. I say because just beating the boys. Yeah, I, I I like Justin Herbert. I really do. I like him as a quarterback. I think he's really good. Um, he's a golden boy around here. Yeah, yeah. Justin Herbert's tough, and I think uh, Eckler being back, uh, I think that's gonna boost him a little bit. And I think the Cowboys like. I think even though they, they got whooped up by the 49ers pretty good, I think they'll come out and play well, but I think the, the Chargers offense is, is going to do their thing on this uh, coming Sunday. 
So that's my my hot. I know it's, I know it's kind of hot, but yeah, I take it. Hey man, it has to be hot. That's what we do around here. I mean, I don't know who's is crazier, yours or Danny's, but um, I mean, being 49ers, uh, if you were to say anybody could do that right now, it's a little bit outlandish. But <coughs> excuse me. Um, so my hot take for this week. I went stat line last couple times. Can't do it no more. I have to pick a genuine, genuine, genuine upset. I have to do it. Um, oh, my God. What's a genuine? Okay, you know what? Let me get the lock out the way first. Um, like, Chris, as the Giants are a football team, the Panthers are also one of the teams ever. Uh, my lock is going to be Dolphins over the 0-5 Panthers. I feel that's pretty safe. Um, I, honestly, locking the Dolphins, why don't we all just do it? It's so easy. Um, or, yeah, so I got Dolphins over Panthers. My hot take? Pick the Bears over the Vikings, man. Is that hot, though? Well, Minnesota's favored, but... I'm going to pick that at first, but I'm like, Minnesota doesn't have uh, Justin Jefferson, even though they are favored in the books. It's like, mm. but I remember that the okay. Bears are the football okay. team in the NFL, so there's that. I guess I guess this could be my hot take. I, I'll, I'll take Cardinals over Rams. The Rams have not necessarily looked like the same team that came out in like the first two weeks of the season. Um, the Cardinals are genuine, like they are okay, uh, but I think they – I think they spoil the Rams weekend. I, I think Josh Dobbs can get out, go out, get another win uh, for the Cardinals, um, boost them to two and four, and yeah. So I'll take uh, cards over Rams, Cardinals over I, Rams for my I, hot take. I think your hot take was kind of implied early in the episode is that the Chargers beat the Cowboys as well. Well, yeah, them just beating them isn't hot enough for me. See, like Chris picked them to win by two touchdowns. Like, that's hot. You picked the Browns to win a football game against the Niners. That's hot. But, like, I don't know. I, there's nothing juicy for me on the table, I feel like. But, yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, but nonetheless, we can move. Yeah, I'll say, it's yeah. It's time to do our Johnny Menzel and get your summer savings out of the way. Huh, wait, wait, Chris. Danny. Before you, before you get started, I just want to recap what we did last week. Chris hurts anytime touchdown. It's too easy. Allen over one and a half touchdown passes. Easy. CMC yards. I don't think he got it. I don't think he did. I, I don't think he got that rushing yard mark. I think I think he barely missed it. Yeah. So you went three for four because you picked Derrick Henry to score, and uh, that didn't happen. Unfortunately, I, I hate him. Danny. I don't think any of Danny's guys scored actually. So that's brutal. Who are uh, they? Reminder. Henry. Swift, and then you switch Gibbs to Warren. Nope, none of them scored. Uh, and then mine, I went three for three. Diggs. Oh no, no, no! I went, I went two for three. Apologies. I saw, I thought Brown scored, but I remembered he just had a bunch of yards. He didn't score. Uh, so nobody really hit last week, but this week, Trus. <laughs> this week, big Trus. Yeah. The so well, I guess I can start with my. What? Summit savings. 
just starting that off with that because Shadu is my favorite player in college or NFL right now. Uh, yep, I'm a casual. Um, so, yeah, starting off. Um, does Jalen Hurts play football this week? Certainly does. In, in New York, the Jets. Have they outlawed the tush push yet? Have not. But, well, Jalen no, Hurts. but they named it the brotherly show. shove. Oh, the brother. Ah, I, I, I kind of like that name. Too. Yeah, that's, that's a fire lit. name. Well, well, either way, brotherly shove, tush push, whatever. I'm taking Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. Book it. Um, I know one is going to fail me at some point, but not anytime soon. Uh, I'm taking that. Um, taking TJ Hawkinson anytime touchdown because Justin Jefferson and they are playing the Bears. And I mean, I can't name a player in the Bears secondary not named Jalen Johnson. Uh, off the top of my head. Oh, Jacoby Brisker. Is, is Brisker over there? Jaquan. Jaquan. Jaquan Brisker, yeah. Him. But yeah, I would say Hawkinson for anytime touchdown. Um, Lamar um, over passing and rushing yards. I think he has a big game. Um, Derrick Henry hasn't scored in two weeks in a row, so I'm taking Derrick Henry anytime touchdown. And I feel since Jamar Chase is always open, he's going to be open again. So I'll take Jamar Chase anytime touchdown, too. Yeah, I like that a lot. Five, five leg, five leg. But <coughs> excuse me, Danny, your turn. Without further ado, I'm going to do it's not tight end day yet, but I'm doing the four leg tight end parlay. The tight end parlay is the four week of October, so it'll be coming back in two weeks for National Tight End Day. It's one of the best days of the year because all the tight ends get love. Give me. I know they can't. I said they're going. The, the Browns are going to win. Give me George Kittle anytime. He just got three touchdowns last week. Give me one of the hottest picks recently. Sam Laporta anytime touchdown. And for a team that can't cover the tight end, Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown. And going out on a limb, it's gonna sound crazy. Actually, it's probably not crazy at all. Mark Andrews gets back on schedule, scores a touchdown against the Titans. Tight, tight end, well, you. Yeah, I, I like that too. Especially that Mark tight end, tight end parlay makes it very, very Wait, easy. Crazy things. Have, did y'all see the four leg parlay that all hit the first uh, first touchdown score? Unreal. Unreal. Dude, it was ten dollars to like hundred and sixty k. Yeah, that yeah, was crazy. that was that dude was in the time machine or something. There's no fucking way. There's no. There's no way. Dude, okay, who so, bets De- Desmond Ritter first touchdown? Yeah, who bets Desmond Ritter on a ticket in any, any way, shape, or form? What who looks? Who even looks? Who even opens up their FanDuel, DraftKings, Underdog Fantasy, whatever it is, and even looks in the general direction of Desmond Ritter? That's of the unreal. Falcons, not named Bijan Robinson. Forget Desmond Ritter of the Falcons, not named Bijan. You put on a ticket, you are a madman. I'm taking Falcons defense to score before anybody besides Bijan. <laughs> That should be the so, hot take of the week. I'm not that crazy, but it is it is my turn. And dude, I'm I'm known for taking the easy way out, and I'm gonna do it again. Stephon Diggs has not let me down for two straight weeks. I'm going with Stephon Diggs again, anytime touchdown. So I'm going I'm going Stephon Diggs anytime touchdown. Tyreek Hill gets to play the Panthers this week. I'm going to go Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, is still alive and well. Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. 
14 straight games. Yeah, it's going to be 15. Um, I want to add one more. Got to get a little spicy, I suppose. Raheem Mostert, three touchdowns. Oh. No, nah, we, we – <laughs> come on now. Let's not get – He is playing the play Giants hand. defense. Let's not get out of hand. Actually, we won't get spicy. We're going to welcome back someone who's very familiar to the end zone. I'm going to go Austin Eckler anytime touchdown. He lives there. Fantasy God. So, let me jot like that it. down real quick. Eckler anytime. Yeah. So, to recap, Chris has Hurts anytime touchdown. TJ Hawkinson anytime touchdown. Lamar Jackson over his combined passing rush yards. Henry anytime touchdown. And Chase, Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. Danny has Kittle, Sam Laporta, Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews all to get in the end zone. Really showing some appreciation to the tight ends. And then I have Diggs, Hill, Chris McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, all to score touchdowns. Seems simple enough, if you ask me. Um, but with that being said, that is everything we got for you guys today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you, if you're on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe. Head on over to the audio platform. Make sure you pre-download the, video, uh, the episode. Leave a five-star rating. Uh, if you're listening to all the audio platforms, come on over to YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe. Um, anything to say before you get on out of here, fellas? No. Nope. nope. Make sure you guys you know, keep showing love. We really appreciate it. Um, and enjoy this week of football because it's going really fast. Do not take it for granted. From AP New Freezer, Coach True by Migos and DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.